Good morning. I'm Sarah French. I'm Ben Thompson. This is WCNC Charlotte to go. Here are your top stories. This morning, growing skepticism from lawmakers in Raleigh about Charlotte's $13 billion transit plan. For years, city leaders have tried to get a sales tax referendum on the ballot. Among other things, it would help build more train lines in and out of the Queen City. WCNC Charlotte's Richard Devane now live for us this morning. Richard, the General Assembly has to sign off on a referendum, but city and state leaders still seem to be at odds about the path forward. Yeah, absolutely correct, Ben. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. Yeah, that roadblock, if you will, is the fact that the city of Charlotte says, as far as its mobility plan, wants to focus on things like light rail, bike lanes, things of that nature. But a state lawmaker saying not so fast. We need to focus on one mode of transportation, particularly that is car transportation. Now, those lawmakers were in Charlotte again, wanting local leaders to focus on roads for any talks about its transportation funding. House Speaker Tim Warren, Senate Leader Phil Berger in Charlotte, saying the city needs to place priority on better roads and less emphasis on areas like bike lanes and another right light rail line. The two yesterday for the Regional Business Alliance meeting, and when they were asked about local transportation issues, they both said in order to gain support from the state, car transportation needs should be the main goal. Charlotte wants a state sales tax to pay for its transportation plan, but the commissioners and the General Assembly would first have to sign off, and state lawmakers say this will only happen if roads are the keys to Charlotte's transportation plans. Yeah, so uh, uh, transportation is one of those issues that um, um, a growing state has to get right. And, uh, and transportation is uh, clearly roads has got to be the bulk of it. The top priority has to be roads. It has to be roads. That's where the traffic issues have to be dealt with. A lot of these other things are great to be able to do. Yeah, comparing it one time, Charlotte not wanting to be like Atlanta with its road problems and traffic issues. Uh, now, in January, Marcus Jones, the city leader, said that the city manager said that basically he does not believe there will be a sales tax on this year's referendum at all. So this whole matter will be taken up again probably in 2025. We're right here in Charlotte. Richard Vane for WCNC Charlotte. Turning to more of today's top stories in your morning rush. CMPD has identified the suspect in connection to North Charlotte murder last week. 28-year-old Sammy Lee Jeter is facing charges for the murder on Catalina Avenue. Officials say the victim, Rashad Jeter, was shot after a dispute where multiple rounds were fired. The victim later died at the hospital. Jeter is now facing felony charges and is set to appear in court March 12th. Hundreds of cars are safer thanks to a partnership between CMPD and Hyundai. The department was able to add anti-theft solutions to over 670 cars. In addition to the new tech, every driver was given a steering wheel lock. CMPD hopes this will curb the rise in auto thefts in the Queen City. Good morning, I'm Destiny Richards. The Charlotte Hornets ownership group is proposing a new multi-million dollar investment for a practice facility and an upgraded spectrum center. Hornets Sports and Entertainment announced an investment between 70 and 100 million dollars to city council last night, which the group says will save the city money from its plan two years ago. Council members still have questions about where the money's going, but believe this is a move in the right direction. 
I'm Bree Jackson in Washington. It's primary day in Michigan, and both former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley and President Biden face a battle at the voting booth. Nikki Haley is fighting to stay in the presidential race after suffering another loss to former President Trump. Meanwhile, President Biden is facing a protest vote today over his policies. New York School District 1 schools are working to restore Internet this morning. The district announced all schools were without Internet Monday afternoon. Crews found the outage was due to someone cutting the fiber coming into the district. The school says AT&T is now working to fix the issue. And that is it for your morning rush. Here's what's happening across the Carolinas. Three people are dead after a house fire in Cumberland County. It happened around 1.30 Monday afternoon. Two women and a man inside were killed. The cause of the fire is still under investigation. A National Guardsman has died after collapsing during a morning workout at Fort Jackson. The student collapsed during the morning physical training Monday and was later pronounced dead at the hospital. A new tool in South Carolina is helping sexual assault survivors monitor the status of their rape kits. They can track when an analyst has been assigned to their case, when the evidence has been tested, and when the case is headed back to the investigating agency. And that's what's happening across the Carolinas. Time now to connect the dots. When we make the news, make sense. The way to measure how North Carolina schools perform could be changing. And state education leaders say it could help parents get a, a better understanding of their child's education. The state's top education leader wants a change in the way schools are graded. Let's connect the dots. Right now, state school rankings really only compare test scores between schools. They don't factor in graduation rates, attendance records, or information about the teachers working there. Now, State Superintendent Catherine Truitt is working to change that. Instead of being ranked exclusively by test scores, Truitt is proposing the rankings consider things like discipline and career prep. The goal to help make sure students are better prepared for life after high school. Critics say the current system encourages more targeted school improvement. But some hope a change would help out schools that are struggling to keep up with more affluent schools. And that is Connecting the Dots. Now to the day's checklist. Here are three stories worth knowing about today. One, two people are behind bars this morning after leading Rowan County deputies on a chase and hitting a patrol car. While trying to evade stop sticks, the suspects spun out of control and hit that patrol car. They now face several charges, including possession of a stolen vehicle and driving without a license. Number two, there could be more oversight soon on what we see on social media. The Supreme Court is hearing arguments about laws that would limit social media companies' ability to decide what user content they want to publish. This has some concern about free speech and restriction on the platforms. If passed, the laws would be able to stop companies from removing posts or banning users. And number three, a new safety communication tool being rolled out in Wake County could change the way North Carolina schools communicate threats. School personnel are downloading an app that lets them communicate instantly if there is a threat and the school is locked down. Right now, the app is being piloted in 28 schools and is set to be added to hundreds more this fall. With the flu, COVID and the common cold going around, many are deciding not to donate blood. Blood donations are the lowest they've been in 20 years. So if you just got vaccinated for anything, can you still donate? WCNC Charlotte's Megan Bragg verifies. 
Over the last two decades, blood donations to the Red Cross have fallen 40%. And there are a lot of questions on social media about who can donate. So the question, can you give blood if you just received the COVID-19 vaccine? Let's verify. Our source is the American Red Cross, the Association for the Advancement of Blood and Biotherapies, or AABB, and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, or HHS. According to HHS, there are several types of COVID-19 vaccines, including the mRNA vaccine and the live attenuated vaccine. The mRNA gives your cells instructions on how to make a protein found on the surface of the COVID-19 vaccine, and your cells begin to make that protein so your body knows how to fight the virus. The attenuated live vaccine uses a weakened form of the virus that causes illness. They help your immune response if you actually get COVID-19 because your body recognizes the germ. According to the Red Cross, you can give blood right away if you get the mRNA COVID-19 vaccine manufactured by AstraZeneca, J&J, Moderna, Novavax, or Pfizer. However, if you get the live COVID-19 vaccine or you are unsure what type of COVID-19 vaccine you received, then you must wait two weeks before donating blood. And this rule does not just apply to the COVID-19 vaccine. According to AABB, you should wait before giving blood with other live attenuated viral and bacterial vaccines. The recommendation is to wait two weeks after receiving vaccines for measles, mumps, polio, and yellow fever. A four-week period is recommended after receiving vaccines for German measles and chickenpox or shingles. If you have the flu, COVID-19, or even a cold, the American Red Cross says to hold off on blood donations until you're healthy again. With your Verify, I'm Megan Bryan. Thanks for listening. You can find all these stories and more at WCNC.com. Join the WCNC Charlotte team weekday mornings from 4.30 to 7 a.m. Like and subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend.